I'm Kelly. And I'm Steve. And this is Coupled with Chaos. 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, Season 7, Episode 16, Wrecking Ball. Uh, For me, there's very few things that I get great joy out of. I can tell you by Talmadge sitting his big long legs in the back of the whatever vehicle they had. I got some joy from that. I think this whole season I've had enough of of, Jovi's friends, of these hangers on, of these other people involved in their crap. And in certain their opinions. Yeah, because I think this turns out to be more of a problem than anything. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think Jovi's showing his showing ass in front of this guy because what he just I have well they they egg each other on right. Sure, he's got support. He says something and looks for support from somebody. He's not going to find it anywhere, but in his drinking buddy. Uh huh. And so he gets it, and so this is his support, whether it's right or not. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Because what really needs to happen for all of them is the two of them need to sit and work this out. And and what bugs me is the things that, like, they both say in the side interviews to producers is what they need to say face-to-face to each other. This is the conversation they need to have where they're being honest about their feelings. Both of them. And Jovi. Because neither one of them is really telling the truth to each other. no. You're right. About their motives for why they're making these decisions. And you can see, Jovi, you can spot it because I, I, I'm not like Jamal and I can't be one with a PS5. Right? <laughs> but I'm a good judge of, you can see it in their eyes and hear it in their voice. When Jovi's reading and saying something producer driven and when he's being honest, it's an easy tell. You can see the difference. Mm-hmm. You could watch it and go, he's genuine there and here he's not. And you could tell his attitude and his stuff, he's afraid. Yes. This is fear-driven. Yes. He's afraid that she is going to leave. He has, I don't know. I mean, he's just hes just scrambling. And the, the trouble is his fear is driving him to hold her tighter. And the more he holds her tighter, the more she wants to let go. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually achieving the opposite, which is what she says in the side interview. And this Talmadge, look, whatever he what he says, what all people who want to sit in the front say, these legs are so big, they don't <laughs> guess what he fit in the back seat. Uh-huh. You can fit back there. They make it as uh, he's not that tall. Mm-hmm. He's not seven foot tall. Right? right. Guys, what? Six, two or something like yeah. that. Put your ass in the back seat. <laughs> and right? shut up. And but you belong back there. One, you're not sitting in the front seat with Yara. That's not yeah. what's happening. So go sit in the back and suck it up. I'm sitting up front. Like, whatever. And you know, it had to kill the both of them to sit in the back with the two of the women up front. Mm-hmm. You know it did. Yeah. Right? Of They're course. so dominant. And mm-hmm. for him to come out and say, you know, no matter what, um, he, what did he go? He went... Uh, he's mad about her making decisions without him or without his input. But then input. he said he was making a decision without her. Yes. You're In the fly- same sentence. You're flying home with me, and Period. that's that. <laughs> I, like, I, like, scoffed when I heard that because I'm like, uh, you're dishing out the same thing you're claiming you don't want her doing. Hmm. Makes no sense at all. 
Yeah, these two have a large problem. They and do. we've talked about it for the whole season. And, right. And I don't see it necessarily getting any better. No. Legitimately they're not in a good place, is what I said. Hates it there. Yeah. Is what she says. She said she's been miserable for two and a half years. Yeah. And he's like flabbergasted and, by that. And tell me. Like it's a news flash. He tries to kind of spin it around and says, well, if you've hated it there for two and a half years, and she comes back really with, yes, I do. He says, you hate your family that you've been there with? She goes, I'm not there with my family. Joby's gone for months at a time. Right. She and said, he just sat there. She said there. he's had two stretches of four months that she's been alone with the baby. And she said, so yes, I am miserable. <laughs> and he, what does he say? Nothing. Nothing. Not, get your ass in the back seat. That's what I give. That's it. Get back there. <laughs> you know, he's mad again about them talking in Ukrainian when they could speak in English. And I get it. I do. I do, too, because um, I had a brother who married um, somebody from Germany, and they constantly spoke German in front of everyone in our house. And they were clearly talking about us. They did it at times when she was frustrated sure. with somebody and then they would go into German to sure, say whatever sure. they wanted to say in front of everybody. It was but, rude. But how do you see, as they're walking through the woods here, mm -hmm. can you see Jovi and Talmadge having a conversation? Sure. And then Yara and her friend having a conversation? Right. And, and, and Jovi, they're different conversations. Jovi's not in, yeah, and Jovi's not in his country either. So how is... You're saying that even if you're having a talk with Talmadge and Yara's having a talk with her friend and they're separate, uh -huh. the, the two of them have to converse in English. No, I, I, I didn't have a problem with that. And then, and just, then he accused her of talking about him and, and they weren't. They were talking about wrong. the weather. She was. There's been many times, times yes. where and she And you can tell been. because they say his name. You, but they were talking about the weather being cold. But this is the language that she has spoken with this friend forever. Yeah. And like for her mom, forever. Right. right. So it would be easy to just slip back in to have to think, oh, wait, stop. I have to speak in English. It's not that – it's just not that simple. So for him to think that – and for him, again, to not make any effort when it comes to the language. I get it's not easy. Right. And, and her English isn't perfect. It's pretty so good. It, it, it is, but she's been here a while. I think very Initially, good. it was um, not that good. And she struggles a little bit with, you know, yeah, proper English. Sure. So it's not second nature to her is my point. And so he shouldn't expect her with her own family and friends from Ukraine to speak to them in English in Europe. <laughs> it's not easy to think that way. I yeah. mean, I know my my language skills aren't great. You know, I've got some Spanish and German, but in my head, it's still all in English and then it's a translation. So right. it's, I think if I had to do that all day, it would it be would, exhausting. It would be exhausting. Yeah. So I don't know that Yara is at a point where she can think in English. Right. Right. And it's not a literal translation with everything that you say. That's a uh -huh. lot of work. Yeah. And for Jovi to put no effort in. And they don't spend that much time together. So she probably talks to her mom on the phone, I would imagine. So she probably speaks Ukrainian more than she speaks English. Yeah, same thing. I, I think you're right. You know, because she's alone most of the time. 
with the baby. And yeah. she even talks to um, Myla in Ukrainian. So I don't know if you noticed that. Right. So. And Jovi was trying to say like the things that they have issues with are cultural. And she's like, these aren't cultural. No, these are marriage problems. Yeah, these aren't cultural. You can try to brush them off. but It's communication yeah, issues. Yeah, they got, they got serious issues. For sure. Yeah, so I'm not um, – yeah, I'm not sold on all of that. And when one of them said, I think it was uh, Talmadge said, uh, well, why did you come to America and get married then if you didn't want to live there? I looked at you and I said, because she was pregnant. Yeah, let's not forget <laughs> let's that not that's forget. what happened. Right. I still say they would not have been ended up together yeah. if she hadn't come up pregnant when she did. Yeah, everybody's ripping talking about kids right now. Yeah, Jenny and, and Samit talking about it kids. Making it better. Talking uh, about no. kids, Samit's idea to have a kid to make his parents happy. On the off chance. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that they want this and you will make us happy if you have a kid. Yeah. He's going to go, let's roll the dice and have a kid and maybe they'll be happy. And he admitted he doesn't really want one. He never wanted one. Do you legitimately think his mother will ever is ever a person no. who's happy? No. And I looked at you and I said... Well, I hate to break it to him, but kids don't come with a return policy. So yeah, you got this. if that doesn't change mom's mind, now you're stuck with a kid that and, you didn't want in the first place. And yes, you did not want it. For a decade, you didn't want this kid. Could there be – Let's. I mean, we get it. I mean, he's changing – we call it – he's re-chalking the field here. Uh-huh. If, in fact, he's at a point where, all right, I'm now not going to have my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, and my crappy sister-in-law, uh-huh. which he should be happy about. Now he goes, I'm going to have no one. Maybe it would be good if I did have uh, my own family. Could he be going in that direction? No. No, not at all. He's still yeah. fighting. It's all about his mother. Yeah, you're right. He's all I don't, fighting I'm for tr- his mother. I am desperately trying. Because he could go to the United States and have family that treated him like family with her family. <laughs> her daughter and her yeah. wife are so kind to him and so welcoming and warm. Yeah, and and like they an, would be involved people in their lives. No, they have a huge – In a positive way. They have a huge financial problem if they come back to America. They do. I don't know a how they would get by. I really don't because he has no skills. These two, at some point you'd go, I'm not convinced that he loves her. Yeah. Right? I'm not. Yeah. But love isn't enough when it comes to something like this. You go, okay, this just didn't work out is what this should be at. But this should have been before they got married because these are right. these are big, big philosophical issues that they've got. Mm-hmm. Financially, and, they and it's not that they didn't discuss them; it's that everything was already decided, and now he's changing his tune. Right. He never said, "If my parents still don't accept us, if we get married, then I'm just going to keep trying." He never said that. Yeah, and it looked like he wasn't. As Jenny was throwing out the "We'll move to America," I think Summit was kind of sitting around going. Oh, here's an ultimatum. Let's see how they react to that. Right. Well, we'll accept her. And then, but they went, nah, go ahead. When they didn't care, uh, then he was like, wow, they really don't care. Go ahead. Maybe you can move. Dad and mom thinks this isn't going to last a year, year and a half, yeah. two years at most. And in the beginning, she had said she'd rather that they lived in America because then the people there wouldn't see them in town and be talking about them all the time. It would take some of the shame away. So it wouldn't be in everybody's faces. Once I heard 
Jenny's daughter explain what their life would be like in America, I went, well, this is a no-brainer. If Summit loved Jenny. Right. Like the way a husband, I think, should love a wife. Right. Then this decision probably should have happened. Yeah. It's done. But he's got no inkling at all. No, he's too selfish. And I get it. Maybe we don't understand. I get that I don't understand the Indian culture. The culture. I get it. And I, I guess for them to have kids and that being such a, a thing. What did he say? He said, I don't know, the kids were a hook or a family uh-huh. isn't. He said the hook of the relationship in the family. I guess that, that kind of is damaging to people who can't have kids. Yeah, he said that it's, you, your it's, life isn't good enough, Yeah, I think, he said. I if without kids. I haven't spent any time on social media today or anything, but I can't imagine. Yeah, I was thinking, Ugh. I think that probably, I was going, that probably didn't go over well. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't. I don't know the numbers, but let's just assume, I don't he know. He said, I think. <laughs> I, th- I think that probably put him in a bad light. I bet it did. This probably didn't, didn't hit so well. And you know, in India, I saw this story today about like huge mountainous, like, trash heaps in india uh-huh like they have no place to put the garbage so they're uh-huh. like just putting it in a city wow and the city's like unlivable but people can't move away from the city so they're stuck there with all this methane gas yeah and there's nothing they can do because it's so poor they probably maybe ought to consider cutting back on the people Yes. Maybe this would be a better thing. Maybe a few more families. Oh, yeah, there's terrible poverty in India. Yeah, it's the trash. I saw mountains of trash. It literally, there was mountains of trash. Like, they don't know what to do with it. They treat their trash the way Summit treats life. Well, I mean, it's the reason Let's just deal with it later. It's the reason that Sister Teresa lived her whole life there and devoted her life to ministry there. It's because there's so many poor people. Mm-hmm. They just live in the streets. And they can't afford to leave. Yeah. Yeah. They're just cast aside and, and nobody even looks at them. Yeah. Michael wins the award this week for the one standing up for his spouse more than anybody. Yep. I, I tip my hat to him. Yeah. These are his pals. And I think of the two of them. He kind of put them in their place. I think Peter and Ade, I think was uh-huh. his other name. Yeah. And Ade was way out yeah, of line. Yeah, he was the problem. Yeah, he was an issue. And and Peter was really trying to smooth things, smooth over. things over. Like let's yeah. just have a neutral gathering. But that right. dude, he was just yeah, there to give it to Angela. And Angela ain't going to take that. No, at all. You know the one thing we've always talked about: what you don't do. Poke the bear. Yeah, don't tell a woman to calm down. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, that's really it. Evidently, what what show was it where the c word wasn't so bad? Oh, it was Real Housewives. Yeah, of, of course. Of, Beverly Hills, right? Yeah. They said the C, this something was worse than the C word. Mm-hmm. And like Erica and Lisa were going and like, no, C word's not so bad. <laughs> Evidently, calm down is worse than the C it word. It is. It's patronizing. Be- because it's it's kind of insinuating that you're not in control of right. your emotions. And it, it, it's inflammatory. You just feel it. You, you just feel the hair on the back. And of we your, wouldn't understand. Just raising up when somebody does that. It really is so Because we could say it to another guy to calm down. Like we said to that guy in the train, maybe it would have been to calm down. That would have been bad on the train, though, right? Yes. If I would have said calm down. That, that would not have gone. That would have, so that's a 
that's a situation where the dude would have then escalated. Yes. So there's really no place to use calm down. No. It, the better thing for calm down would be don't just to you be quiet. You can only get away with saying that to children. Because, because you're going to whoop their butts if they don't calm down. <laughs> That's it. That's the only way you can get away with that. Uh, other than adults, you can't. So if you're about to say calm down to an adult. Don't. Just then. then shut up. Don't say anything at all. Right. To quote the Mills Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything at all. It's best not to say anything at all. It, I don't know the song, but there's a lot of Mills Brothers yeah, going around in the house right now. Yeah. Angela said something about his, the guy was a pig and I couldn't help. Oh, but she was so obnoxious. As her talking to somebody about really behaving similar to the way she behaves. Yeah, she's like, you're, you're just trash and you're, you know, horrible. I'm thinking, wow, she describing herself? Yeah, this <laughs> was really it. This is literally pot, sea, black kettle. Uh-huh. So, so they're hang, they're, um, she said she was going to knock that dude out. Yeah. You better stop this. There, you know, we do know that there is no chance whatsoever uh-huh. of her knocking that dude out. And it's not like she has a purse to swing because everything's stuffed in her bra. She probably got like a Coke can or something in there. I bet she'd probably <laughs> swing and hit somebody with. And and like maybe her cigarette. Her lighter. whole big thing was, you know, how did you even know I'm here? Uh huh. Do you think there's any doubt? Well, when he said and he explained that everybody in the neighborhood and in town knows because of the scene she made when she got there, I was like, oh, wow, that's so embarrassing. Because you know all that big event yeah. that they did. What white woman is coming to town and causing that much trouble? With a camera crew. It has to be her. With multiple cameras found. You think right. everybody knows. He said trouble happens. goes wherever she is. Angela's. It didn't seem like five years since she'd been around the goofballs. No. I, I, if if I We've cared, only lived here five and a half. So. If I cared enough, I would have gone and done some math and some research. But I'm not spending that much time into researching what I hope Verifying to be her nonsense. The, the end of the Angela era. <laughs> I think we have we one help. more. We have this week's episode. I think we have next week's episode. We believe Christmas will have no episode, and the tell all begins the first of the year. This should be a great tell-all, right? Yes. If the single life is the gauge. Yeah, because, single life has been great. Be, because they're experienced um, tell-all people mm-hmm. who They've are at few. single life. Mm-hmm. Same thing we should have here other than if they can get Angela in control or get her in and out. And not uh, dropping her drawers oh, and flashing right. her boots. You know, to the- that's the only fear. <laughs> Is that yeah. she's going to come in. Take over yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what we're afraid of. And that could really ruin, ruin the tell-all. Yeah. That could make this just tragic. It would be like BGL and that um, leak tell-all mm-hmm. where she was just dominating yeah. everything. So I guess we do worry about that. Yeah. So. Oh. So Hopefully her era is coming to an end. They spring Mahadi on Muhammad. And I think the way they did it, it seemed like it would have been a more of a hard no, right? As far as adopting him and bringing him. Yeah, I was him surprised th- that the mom, the first thing, she was quiet at first and smiled. And the first thing she popped up and said was, I'd have to think about this. And I went, wow. Well, I looked at you like, well, it's not a quick 
heck no, get out of my house kind of thing. I think it seems to me like um, Usman's family is... Supportive. Yeah, but I think they're relatively, I don't want to say well off. I think they are... um, they're living successful. Yes, they're living okay the way they are. It's hard to yeah. tell, really. I know we don't see that much, but it seems like they're doing all right. But, but we know that the opportunities for their son would increase greatly, especially maybe, educationally. Yeah, to be able to attend. But they throw out the big bomb, which is religiously, yeah. we got an issue with this, and yeah. and this is the big one. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Because the influences he's going to get here are much different. Completely different. Than, Very Western. And, and there is zero chance that Kimberly could raise him in a manner that they would be pleased with. Yeah. She's not capable. Nothing against her. Not like, but she's well, she just not. she doesn't believe in it, so. That's a big one. Yeah. It's, I don't think you can fake that. Yeah. And let alone then. And ho- she said she wouldn't. She hold wouldn't a child even try. to that. That should have been, and it looked like she was probably trying to hard know that at this point. Uh-huh. She did. And then Jamal piped up about this, and uh, for me- He should have stayed out of it. That's yeah, none of his business. I'm not even sure why he's there. I'm Jamal. At this point, I'm Jamaled out. Yeah. You're 30. 30- he's, he's inserted himself where he doesn't belong at this point. And I, I understand his position Yeah, if he of, wants to take a, a you know- a private conversation with his mom and expresses concerns about her between the two of them. That's one thing, but inserting himself in these family discussions with in another country with his family yeah. and not hers. He doesn't, I can, there. the first thing I thought of when I saw this, this was, we're talking little people, big world. And this is Karen. Yeah. Yes. I'm and like, I, I'm you- almost surprised that, Usman didn't pipe up well, and, and quiet him. He can't. There's no way he could do that. Yeah, he couldn't get away with no, it. No, Kimberly would have would have yeah. called him out for shushing. Don't be shushing Jamal here. But I, I was shocked that he was present. Yeah, that I, I missed that me. he was even there. I did too until he spoke up, and I went, well, "What the heck?" I, I had my head down. I was taking some notes mm-hmm. or whatever. I was painting, and when I heard his voice, it shocked me. Mm-hmm. Me too. I get being okay. So you're going to be there and support your mom, but this is not your place to speak. No. And he's out there talking and questioning stuff. Mm-hmm. Like enough. So that was not a good scenario. At no, all. he she should have brought a PS5. This would have made or two of them. <laughs> that would have made things a whole lot easier. But I'm guessing <laughs> Muhammad is not going to be tricked by a PS5. Like yeah, the rest of them, like he, the other men he wouldn't are, be interested around in the table there. Yeah. Here's a PS5. It is the ultimate mind changer. This is the trade for your child. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but he's immune. Wouldn't that be funny? Right? He's immune. Uh-huh. Yeah. But wouldn't that be funny yeah. if they all thought that would work? Mm-hmm. They said, we'll take care of him. I like, you know what it sounded like? Yeah, he said everything he needs. Yeah, we'll take care of him. We'll it provide. sounded more like, you know what? We're going to keep him alive. <laughs> it would be like if you, I don't know, let, I don't know. It'd be like that, your brother or the neighbor. Hey, I need to go to the store. Can you keep an eye on my son? Yeah, yeah, I'll take care of him. Like <laughs> he won't die in my custody. Uh-huh. But this wasn't going to be enough for them. No. So I don't think there's any chance of this happening. At all. Yeah. The religion part of it. 
I think made it a no go. My thought is where I where are Kimberly's real friends? If yeah. Jamal is her life coach and mm-hmm. advisor, where she is everybody have any? Where's everybody else? Yeah. Was it it could have been her mom. That's true. And so with her mom and, being gone. Yeah, it's possible because she was taking care of her mom. That she was engulfed. That, that she didn't have friends. Yeah. Because she didn't have time for anything else. So that's possible. So that's. Very possible. So she's kind of, I guess. That's too kinda, bad. Kind of scrambling. Poor thing. Ed and Liz, there's nothing positive oh. here. We see Ed with his shirt on inside out and backwards. <laughs> She goes, you're like my child. In his pink shoes and Mr. Sophisticated, Mr. Cultured, but he's wearing the pink Crocs out on the beach. I'm like, you know, enough of this dude. And his issues with her working. Yeah. It's just control. It's all out of his fear. He was at, her working was the cause of our issues. It was not. It's his, his insecurity. I mean, right. it's so transparent. There isn't anybody who watches this that wouldn't go, he's got security problems. Yes. We wanted, I mean, we've talked, I guess, for years to want to know, where's this missing time in Ed's life? You know, where is this? Uh-huh. What was he doing with- Before this show. Who was he just not, de- he is not a guy who wasn't actively seeking women. Uh-huh. It's not possible. There there have to be other women in this window. Yeah, because he flirts all the time. Yeah, it's, he's out. He can't, he can't help it. He can't, yeah, help this himself. This didn't just start. Rose couldn't have been the beginning. Right. Like whatever he's talking about or whatever he's trying to make pretend is his life. There's a window there. I'm surprised we haven't seen these Somebody women crop come up. out. Because mm-hmm. he's not just like this. You know? Mm-hmm. Unless he just paid for him, you know, unless he was just an <laughs> escort type of guy. Like our neighbor was in right. Virginia. Poss- I mean, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, but, easier. But probably. I'm trying to wonder where these are, you know, where these, where these other women are. You see, Liz, you can start to see that, that she has some focus there somewhere. Uh-huh. She's thinking about the possibility of her daughter, her daughter, right? Mm-hmm. To get her kid back and she needs some stability. Right. So working is a part of that. Right. So it's in direct conflict. Income, career in the future. There's no chance. No. Anytime she's going to have to stay late at work. He's going to have a conniption. Right. And a meltdown. We talked last fight. week about how we felt Liz was probably an A-plus worker. Yeah. So I don't think we get into that again. But I think there's even less doubt now. Like if you're working, you want other than her creepy boyfriend comes around quite a bit. You saw it. He asked. She asked him how his day was, and he she yeah. had to pry out of uh-huh. him. You're gonna ask me about my day? Yeah. It's like oh oh well. Mm. And she had something big to tell him. Right. He didn't want to hear it. He legitimately doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. We see also this week Charlie. Oh, to add to the list of people who aren't changing, Charlie. Oh, and well, I just wanted to say on, on the Ed topic real no. quick. Um, he said that he went there to show his support and love for her, and I said no, he went there to spy on her. Yes, that's exactly right. 
What are you up to? I haven't. I uh-huh. I texted you five times uh-huh. and I haven't gotten anything from you. It was only like her second full time day back. Right. And he was there spying on her. That's why he was there. He ain't gonna change. No. And just like Charlie, I haven't changed in a decade. And she said, "I'm, I'm not looking. I'm not looking forward to, um, or looking to be fine until our next argument." Right. That's and it. that's all they've been. Hmm. I have no more segues. I've tried twice to segue into Sorry, I wasn't Libby done. and Andre, but I, I ran out. Two's enough. I can't. I don't think I can get from that one to Libby and Andre now. But I'm Charlie sorry. hasn't changed. No, he has not. Just That's like Jovi hasn't changed. Just like Ed hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. People are proud. But they're not- the same ten years later. Yeah. I said to you, well, don't you think he's probably had kids in the last ten years? So saying he hasn't changed probably is not any kind of self compliment because having children should change you. You should change, and I guess here we go. I'm being judgy, but you should change. There should be change in you all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time, we grow. Right. We learn. Hopefully, you should grow. You should learn. Yeah. We're so stuck in the past that. That I'm, I don't know, I'm just sticking where I'm at. It's really just a testament as to, to Charlie, right? And Jovi, it's the same. Right, it's just being self-absorbed. I haven't changed. And we're proud of not changing. Where would we be as a society if that were the case? It's just really not bad. <laughs> I'm just not changing. I'm happy with it. I'm bragging about it. I haven't changed. They've changed, not me. Maybe that's probably good. It depends on what your change is about. Positive change or negative change? Spending also, more time in the strip club or less? We also <laughs> agree, though, that Andre hasn't changed. Right. Andre's not a guy who's changed. No. I think Andre could possibly be worse now mm-hmm. than he was. We saw well, the clip. Well, because he's more comfortable and what he's not it? trying to impress anybody. I think it was season five. We turned mm-hmm. on the the 90-day channel but on Discovery Plus. So young. And it was that tell-all. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he was just different. And I don't think – I do. I think he's worse. Yeah. I think Andre has grown in the wrong direction. And maybe it's a part of the fight with the family Yeah, that has made him like this. More bully-like. But they it's a running joke in the family, even mm-hmm. with Chuck. You know, my family's got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crazy – however he put it this time, it was – it's a laughing. They just laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a lot of problems. We know that there's no amount of counseling that's going to fix this. No. None. This family will always be messed up. Correct? Yeah, because they none of them sees the need for any change in themselves. Yeah, we're all the same. It's I'm everybody the same. else that's the problem. Yeah. Not me. It's you guys. And then the middle people, it's like there's two sides and these Jen and Becky and whatever, they just... Wiffle waffle. Yeah, they just go back and forth, whichever way the wind is Fair blowing. weather. Megan said, I'll call Ice if he starts something. Wow. Like they want him to start something. You know, I thought maybe Andre was making a bit of this up. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but because I could see Megan doing this. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, absolutely. If I If you had to ask me who would be the one, it's Megan. Uh-huh. 
I don't even think I, – I know Charlie hates him, but I don't think Charlie would even do that. I do think that – it would take somebody outside of the family. Uh-huh. Like Charlie would be picking up the phone and would think about Libby and go, you know what? I can't do that to Libby. Uh-huh. Megan wouldn't have that switch that would – Well, just I th- think it would depend on, on how much he had to drink. Yeah, but I still don't think he would. I think that's – there's a line where you go, you know what? I'm just not doing that. I don't know. After his behavior at their wedding reception, I mean, do you really think he's got no. border, you know, boundaries at all? No. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done that either. Yeah, and that's. I think we've seen some stories from production as a part, which maybe we'll get into that now. Because that definitely crossed the line. Is that Libby was getting on um, Chuck's date about being late? And yeah, that how, was funny. How that was a bad sign. I don't think we talked about it. I think I I don't know that we talked about it at Inside Scoop or not. For those of you who don't yeah, know, I think we did. Inside Scoop is our rumor, innuendo, and half truth, and somewhat um, gossip, al- almost truth, and maybe gossip. a little bit of truth. But part of that we talked about Libby and production and how Libby. They said they are late for every single shoot that they have. All of them, not even close to on time. Mm-hmm. And that it gotten to be so bad that production, like Libby couldn't handle being scolded for it. So now production can't even talk to Libby, mm-hmm. is what I'd heard. That's crazy. And so for Libby to get on somebody for being late, that's a bad sign. Yeah, that was. That's just pretty crappy. Yeah. It was some Reddit thing a that I had much. read. There's so much, you know, there's so much stuff bouncing mm-hmm. around. So that Libby to get on people for being late and that Charlie Pot is calling the kettle black. Charlie is the drunk that you think he is. Mm-hmm. It's that bad. So for her to be doing that. I loved um, them having to explain what ghosting was to Chuck. Yeah, that was fun. And of course, Andre does it. It's like a fart in the wind. <laughs> I like, laugh. Great. This is brilliant. Just brilliant. And Andre does his. I know. I get it. But uh, it's just Andre's bad. Women aren't. What do you say? Women aren't the most precise. Uh huh. I think he was trying to get on he was them. Trying about, to say about being they're late. always late. I think that's just his wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just her. So I don't know. I guess so. If we have one more full episode, I'm going to assume this full episode is going to be about this. Um, counseling session mm-hmm. and whatever I guess resolution we get on on Bilal and Shida, mm-hmm. I, I guess it sounds like that's a big battle, like an ultimatum coming. Yeah, but it's like yada. yada. We've been through this before, so I yeah. don't think um, it's been the same storyline the whole season. So I wish they'd resolve it one way or the other. Yeah, because nothing's come of it. There's the same conversation. Of, there's over t- and over. they put out some little Instagram thing and there's because she had a high-waisted set of pants. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you can't see us because we're a podcast and not a video cast, but it was like a high-waisted pants that came up to like, I guess, to the bottom of her breasts. Uh-huh. And so people were saying... Empire waist. Yeah. So is that... What is it called? Empire waist. Look at you. So you know stuff. That's why you're here. Stuff, stuff. You're just not here for your um, divaness. <laughs> you're here for information and big words. Right. <laughs> Where was the we? I don't know. Used a big word somewhere. That um, but that that was hiding a baby bump was the discussion of. It's been the discussion of the weekend that maybe everybody's speculating about seeing a baby bump on Shida. Mm-hmm. 
So who knows about that? But I didn't get that from D. I did get an email from D today, but I didn't get a chance to really look at it yet. So we did get an email. I guess that's the end of the show. If I got, um, I don't know. I mean, I'll read you the email and we get correspondence here. And then I don't normally, um, read the negative ones, but I felt it was like, you know, this is kind of crappy. So I figure uh, I, I responded to it. So normally you would, if I did this, you would tell me just to ignore it. Who's it from? I'm not going to say their name. Oh, okay. This is just from a listener. I, there must be a listener. This is what they said. They not said, someone we've talked to before. No, not somebody okay. we've talked to. So this is a new one. This is what they said. Just, this, and this was the title. Just, this was today? Just stop. No, this is Friday. Okay. Just stop. This is, and this is what the title of the email was. Okay. And they said, just stop. This was their, also their first two words, I oh. guess. Leave the reality podcast to the younger podcasters. Wow. Instead of people who grew up without Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> what can old people tell young people about relationships? Oh my gosh, are you kidding Hang on. me? Your time is past. Retire and leave these podcast podcasts to a show like and then they named two people in that do another podcast. Wow. Well, then why are they listening to us? I Yeah, one, I have no idea. <laughs> so normally I don't respond. Uh-huh. But I did this time, so I will read you my response. And normally we wouldn't probably do this, but I don't know. I'm feeling after what we had and me not confronting like the guy in the train. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm feeling a little salty. <laughs> I said, thank you for your input. While we are older than most podcasters, we don't have one foot in the grave just yet. And we don't pretend to be younger than we are either. We've been married for 28 years. The one constant in those 28 years is change. 28 years from now will be 28 years different than today. All successful relationships maneuver these changes together. Who better to guide others through these changes than those who have experienced them firsthand? I said, find a place. This is where I got a little salty. Find a place, whether in the cloud or in a filing cabinet in the garage. We do. There is a filing cabinet we have in the garage. To look at this email three decades from now and see if you're a position on experienced couples offering their relationship experiences to younger couples seems like wasted effort. In the meantime, I'm glad you have found other podcasts to meet your needs today. Thanks again, Steve. So, what the audacity just of people so rude. instead of I mean we kind of talked about it in our personal podcast of you know the guy on the train uh-huh you know you just at some point you could just I don't know I mean everybody's entitled to their opinion that was just rude yeah but I and I get that I mean we're not that old right well and but it's that crappy attitude that you dislike in younger people because they don't know how to act and and be with other people you yeah. know without I mean, just being insulting people, right it's not no but in general like our kids even young adults they have this kind of salty attitude like they know everything but they don't know crap <laughs> right it's the trouble i mean cuz they have it. no experience i mean we watch it we see it in um life after lockup and we see it in the single life and you even see it for in this 90 day stuff and it's not just young people right 
because we right. get plenty. We get Kimberly making. At, well, you get people with lack of experience at fifty at something making horrible decisions. So right. it's not, and we're not experts. But no. what we do have is where we come from in our experience. Right? Well, we've been through some stuff. Been through some stuff. So, yeah, I thought that that was. I thought that was kind. And of we mean. weren't necessarily good at it when it happened, but we've learned from it since. Definitely not. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it. <laughs> It is that all of this change and everything that happens. I think just the thought that we know that those people who, I, I guess, the Instagram and TikTok people who are all experts in relationships now, where things will be thirty years from now. Well, you, you know, know? I mean, you and is I it, talked is about this like after my trip to Virginia. Like I kind of learned that there, we even have, I even have family members who went through some stuff with their kids as teenagers and young people that I probably could have benefited from knowing how they handled that, right. how it turned out. But at the time, they didn't share it. They mm -hmm. share it now that they're grandparents, and I've already raised my kids. We could have used some I help. I could have used some help a few years ago. <laughs> And I wouldn't have even thought to talk to them about it because they never shared anything. And we're not – at no point are we saying do it like us. No. But I think you got to collect information and experiences and weigh other people's experiences in the decisions that you make. Right. Good it, or bad. You sure. might go, oh, I never want to be like that. Okay. Or look at it. I mean, we talked about it even with the members of your families. You know what? It would have been good knowing that. That would have been probably a good way to handle this. Darn it. I wish somebody would have. And we may not even have that. listened. They could have shared it with us and we may not have been at a place where we were receptive to it. But if I'd known about it at the time, it would have been in my memory banks when we hey, encountered a similar situation. Let's call somebody. Right. And at least somebody to balance it off of. Right. So we don't have all the answers. We probably have very few answers but we have our experiences so we do handle this podcast a little differently than most i think we're not as snarky and hot takey as probably everybody but we look at it from the only place we can look at it from a married couple of 28 years <laughs> so we enjoy ourselves we don't um this is not something we're making a living at no so we haven't quite even broke even. We yet. have not Getting broke even. Close, yet. We're closer. I can't get any. If I can't get anything else for a podcast or else, then we it gets put in the minus pile. Yeah. So equipment yeah, we stays the same. We were hoping to break even this year, but it doesn't look like that's no, going to happen. No, it does not. So, well, you know what? We do this partly is we enjoy spending the time together. We're watching we these shows anyway. Right. So here we are. For those of you who I guess can tolerate us. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, I tried to put this stuff at the beginning. So that's so why I tried to tell everybody before I go on a rant, like, hey, the show's over. You can just cut us out from now on. But um, we have Reality Roundup that comes out midweek. We do um, Real Housewives that pops out somewhere around Thursday, Tuesday or Wednesday on Reality Roundup. And that's where we cover Sister Wives and Single Life, which of the Single Life tell-alls have been super and I would expect this last one with Mike and Josh and Natalie really to be, I don't think it'll let us down. And we handle Little People Big World and Love During Lockup, which is about the switch to love after lockup is where we're heading next. Time. So that's what we do. And we've got um, 
I guess single life is ending, so we have a gap there. We will probably throw Lexi and Lauren and David and um, Annie in there, probably. We will see. Or not. We'll see what we got. But thank you for listening, and thank you for the input, good or bad. Um, Keep reaching out. We enjoy the feedback. Thank you for listening. You can listen to additional episodes by subscribing to our Coupled with Chaos channel on Apple, by subscribing to our Patreon, or by subscribing to our Supercast for $3.99 a month, where you can hear us talk about reality shows, real life, and more on our podcasts, covering shows airing on TLC, A&E, Bravo, and the WE Network. Just follow the instructions in the show notes, tell your friends about this podcast, and rate and review us on your favorite podcast player. Follow us at Coupled with Chaos on all the socials or contact us directly by email at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com.